2: Big time not boss time. It's big time like big time Bex.
3: Is this WrestleMania 22? Big time. It's not your best. What do you so mean? It's not my best. You've saved the best for your last show <laughs>
2: <laughs> Becky Lynch is back and you're gonna be in war games war games excitement woohoo Nice that Becky's back. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I'm Chopper P. Quinnell. I'm joined by
3: Tempest. I've got both my arms free now. No title holding you back.
2: Uh, Get in your chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. And yes, also, as Tempest has mentioned... This will be my last SmackDown and Rampage podcast.
3: Liw is getting a divorce.
2: We're getting a divorce. Uh, I'm going to stop working Saturdays.
3: Yeah, I'm keeping SmackDown in the divorce. Yeah,
2: and I'm you're torn not, up about it. I'm aren't you? I'm I'm, g- I'm not getting custody of anything uh, other than of working Mondays now. Yeah, you get
3: custody of your weekends.
2: <laughs> I get custody of my weekends. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna after today is my last Saturday. I'm working for a normal for a SmackDown and Rampage thing. Cause I have other things that I need to do during a week, cause of various responsibilities that I have in the company. Uh so yeah, this is our last show together. It's been a been a trip. Oh, it has. When did we start? Twenty twenty? Yeah.
3: Twenty twenty one? Nope. When was it? So, oh uh, uh, no, it would have been twenty twenty one. Would have really been twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, for NXT.
2: We did NXT Stand and Deliver was we the did. first show we did together as well, as
3: as the duo. I think right? we did a Smackdown on like a mm. week that Andy was off. That sounds about right. Yeah. And then that just kind of stayed more permanent. Yeah. So
2: it is as of next week. It's going to be Tempest and Sat.
3: Yeah. We're going to be better than Tempest and Pete. We're yeah? gonna There's going to be. I believe it. It's gonna be There's going to be fun and, yeah. and, and creme brulee and, and various other fun things. Creme brulee? Yep. All right. I, I'll take your word for it. The energy uh, is rising. It's rising like a souffle. <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine.
2: You've had a lot of caffeine. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the only change that's going to be happening to the podcast. Because starting next week as well, because of various things and reasons uh the show as of next week is actually going to be a pre-recorded show it is not going to be live anymore it'll still go live on youtube at the same time as when this live show is happening but it will be recorded earlier in the day with tempest and sat so there will be no more live show but you guys can still watch it it's still the same podcast just not live anymore and there'll also be no rampage review either
3: oh no it's
2: a lot of change i'm sorry but yeah is there, there, it's what we got to do uh for for various reasons not all of which i'm going to get into right now but yes it'll be 10% sat as of next week no rampage review
3: just smackdown and no me either i'm sure if something happens if they announce oh uh, yeah. You know the, the 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 what did they call it last year the first dance or whatever yeah 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 whatever CM If Post there's something huge on show.
2: Rampage, I'm sure you guys will talk about it. Yeah, but it's not it's not going to be part of
3: the the regular weekly format which going forward. To be fair, there it may have been trending in that direction, and despite a few good weeks in the last the last month or so, I think for the most part, I think we're fairly safe to to cut it i don't mm. think we're mi- missing anything not missing major, that much especially i mean normally we spend like what five ten minutes talking about rampage anyway Something and it's like, like hey the show was all right it's not like when I mean, we were looking it. for any excuse to lead with rampage a year ago you know mm. it's just like oh there's a good match on rampage talk about that instead of smackdown yeah <laughs> talk about rampage yeah. for half the show because it's more interesting exactly yeah
2: whereas SmackDown is actually like interesting and good now so we'll talk about that more but anyway all of that change happening next week this week is good old Pete and Tempest, and we're gonna be having fun and speaking positively, and it's gonna be a great show. So let's do the show now that we've already been live for five minutes. L I W for Life, etc.
3: L I W for today.
2: L I W for today. Uh so let's let's talk about the first thing uh that we want to talk about today is Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is back Yay! in WWE, and that's exciting. Uh this was the thing that also kicked off SmackDown as well. We had the heel women from the uh, Women's War Games match in the ring. They called out Bianca to be like, Hey, come out here because we're going to fight. And then Bianca came out with the rest of the Babyface team. And she said, well, there's four of us and there's five of you. But I didn't say we came alone. Becky Lynch's music hits. Out she comes. They have a big brawl. They have a stare stare down between Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley.
3: I would bet they're going to be the ones to start War Games. I like that. That's good. Big fan. Give me more of that. Um, And yeah, that was it. Becky's back. It wasn't the most inspired return in terms of like a creative way to get in and out of such things. But they set up that they were going to reveal the fifth person for war games and they delivered on that. So I'm not going to nitpick it too hard. I think my biggest takeaway of this, because as I was watching this in the office, I turned to you and just said, Becky Lynch ever faced Rhea Ripley? Mm. And it was like, no, that that's a fresh match. That's something new. They have been on opposite sides on, like,
2: tag matches and stuff, right. but they've never had, like, a high-profile singles match apart from on, like, house shows and stuff.
3: Right. I think... Well, th- th- there's a few different schools of thought here. One of which is, my God, look at these ten people that are th- on the Raw women's locker room, and this isn't even including, like, Candice LeRae and mm-hmm. various other folks. Can we not take like half of them over to this show? Because we're kind of struggling over here. But regardless, there are so many fun matchups that are fresh over there in the women's Mm, division that I would be very much interested in seeing. And yes, Becky Lynch being off for a while while we had like a big injection of new talent over on Raw, both returning and, and debuting at SummerSlam and then thereafter, I think that is a big part to play in all of this. But just seeing Becky Lynch stand opposite Rhea Ripley, I'm like, ooh, that's new. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Becky Lynch going against Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Or Io Sky, pardon me. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yes. And all of them, and like Mia Yim mm-hmm. is on the, on the roster now and yeah. can wrestle everybody on both sides. There are a lot of very intriguing combinations to me, and that is just fun, Because I think on the SmackDown side of things, the women's division is very stale right now because there aren't very many credible challengers for the top championship. Mm -hmm. And thus, you get a lot of the same matches over and over again. Like, we've seen Ronda and Shotzi earlier this year, even though Shotzi likes to tell us that we didn't. We've seen that already, and it wasn't like this big exciting thing. Mm -hmm. But if we had some of this new talent, like the Becky Lynch's, the Candice LeRae's, you know, Eosky, the various different stars that are, that are over on Raw, that's a really interesting mix of different matches. So now, even though we don't watch Raw, you and I, at least not for this show, mm-hmm. not for podcast reasons, I'm really excited to see a possible world where we can see a lot more of those matches start to happen. Yeah, I I hope so. And I, and I think
2: that makes... Just having like this little stare-down between Rhea and Becky... It's just that little injection of just like, oh, I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't get that a lot in a lot of the matchups that they do, men's or women's divisions. A lot of the time, you don't go like, oh, that matchup's interesting. Yeah, because you more often than not seen it a lot yeah. of times.
3: That's the big thing, and I've kind of <laughs> noticed this a lot more recently because we had a conversation about like the SmackDown World Cup and mm. how that is an in- an interesting and easy way to. present a bunch of new-ish matches that we hadn't seen before. And WWE, the product, has not been one that has been about the matches in a long time. So presenting a possible future first-time match is not something we see very often in this sort of way unless it's something like, you know, John Cena and The Rock or something crazy Mm -hmm. high-profile that's like a big dream match or Mm -hmm. something like that. You know, so seeing it done this way, whereas most of the other matches previous to that, aside from the people that I just mentioned, are like, yeah, we've kind of seen most everything in WWE some amount of times. This is something that's like totally new and you register that immediately and just go,
4: ooh, Mm. "eh, that's
3: neat. That's exciting. I also think
2: they've done a great job in kind of rehabilitating Mia Ripley. Not Mm -hmm. that she was ever like completely ruined or anything like that under the Vince McMahon era, but just like, she now feels like a really big deal again courtesy of judgment day and stuff so that when she does have this stare off with becky lynch you can go oh that's something that will be fun rather than just like that's new Mm -hmm. there's the element of being like no that will be new and it's good yeah uh is is the hope anyway
3: this this feels a (laughs) lot bigger now Mm. than it would have if this happened like Six months ago, or whenever, when Rhea Ripley was just teaming with Liv Morgan, yes, and was just a member of the roster but mm-hmm. didn't feel that significant. Because Rhea Ripley, not to make this whole conversation just about Rhea Ripley, but like she's had like some peaks and valleys with her at least her pre- presentation mm-hmm. on the main roster, even before that, like yeah. the Charlotte thing and NXT was a real. A real downturn for her, and then she came back up and had her good WrestleMania match with Asuka, and Mm -hmm. then just continue on. Yeah. But now we're kind of on a bit more of an upswing. So now seeing her opposite just about anybody on that babyface side of things is, again, very interesting, very exciting. Becky Lynch is the one that has been presented on this show. And again, I will say, I would not be surprised at all if they are the starting two in War Games. And I think that's really, really fun. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like, them two start the war games and I'm immediately locked in. Yep, 100%. I'll be very curious to see how
2: that little matchup goes for the first like five minutes or whatever it is before the first person comes in. Because I think that will give us an indication of what they want to do with those two later as well and how many of the stops they want to pull out in those five minutes and whether they want to save a lot for like, we're going to have them have like a high profile WrestleMania singles feud or whatever. Right. Uh, And I think that will be a really interesting indication of where they're going to take these two forward whether the standoff is just like war games or whether the standoff is I'm gonna do a little bit of war games and we're gonna do all this other stuff afterwards. Cause I'm fine with either.
3: Yeah, honestly, like if you wanna do this is obviously very big brain and they don't necessarily book this way very often. Mm. But this to me seems like something that could be really fun if like you do the first meeting in war games, the first two, then have one eliminate the other in the Royal Rumble. Then have both of them do a standoff in the elimination chamber, and it all builds to something at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily is a WrestleMania singles match, and if you put off the first singles match for that long, but it's like I don't know, and maybe I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of other people talk about this sort of thing, so I don't know if there's that much interest from the general populace. But like, if Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley is just on the WrestleMania card, I'm I'm all for that. Absolutely. You You know, know,
2: we've had conversations before about like you know. the draws that aren't the titles to make it like exactly. a, big, a big feature match at WrestleMania. For me, Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch is a
3: worthy featured match at WrestleMania. Yeah, one that doesn't even necessarily need a title. Absolutely, even. just yep. give them a storyline of some sort, mm-hmm. give them reason to build to it, and then give them a singles match. I think it's absolutely, cool. and I, I'm, I'll be very excited to see that.
2: let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some of your uh, ultra chats here. Keep sending those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. It's going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, WH said, SmackDown has uh, been largely good recently with just the women's division bringing it down. Having Becky's return, plus what I thought was an effective heel beatdown of Raquel and subsequent promo from Shotzi, meant this show mostly fixed that. Great stuff. I'm not... Fully on board with the Raquel Shotzi stuff, but I'll talk yeah. more about that later. I thought they, they took some really good strides, and then they kind of went back a little bit later in the show, which um, we'll talk about more later.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. I think, currently, my going theory is still that Shayna is the one that's going to face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. That'd be cool. Of course, if they want to go another direction, they could then have Becky Lynch win the Royal Rumble again. And if you just put Becky Lynch on SmackDown... That's a big injection of star power into the SmackDown women's roster that it desperately needs. Mm -hmm. Again, not saying it's your only option, but I think it would help. Yeah, Becky
2: versus Ronda at WrestleMania would be cool. Ronda versus Shayna at WrestleMania would be cool could even see them holding off from like the teasers they've been doing i wouldn't be surprised if they do ronda versus raquel at wrestlemania mm. like i'm less hot on that one but i'm less hot on that too but i yeah. feel like it's a it's a possible option for them to do um just based on the the booking they've done of raquel up to this point mm-hmm. um uh but yeah I, I i agree i do think that there was a little bit of more more focus on the women's division on this show and that's
3: Good. Yeah, it was, they it took was the nice whole to raw women's division and just put it on SmackDown. For they sure a night, did, which yeah. helps
2: a lot. Sure does. Yeah. Uh, BM Whitehall seventy six said for this specific men's war games match, it makes sense for the face team to have the advantage because Roman Reigns will be the last person to enter the match when everyone who wants a piece of him is beaten up and exhausted. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it works for another reason, but uh, we'll talk about that more later.
3: We will because I think this that will probably be the biggest point of discussion on this. On this fine podcast, absolutely. Well, maybe the backstage segment because that is genuine. Oh yeah,
2: the bloodline in general. Mike, as it usually is. Fun. So I can't get over how great that backstage segment was, and I don't care if people didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I'm going to gush about it for about an hour. Um, God, it was so good.
4: Uh, that's too long. No, it isn't.
2: Not for the bloodline. The bloodline can take all the time it wants. uh we'll get into more of your ultra chats later on uh keep sending those in to forward slash support we'll read all the ones that are five us dollars and up by the time the show goes off the yeah. let's talk about the rest of smackdown now though oh,
3: pete you know what i've just realized what's that after this week i have to start making notes yeah you do yeah uh, notes they're they're helpful to make you help you remember stuff but i do remember stuff well they just remember it then oh <laughs> pete don't leave me <laughs>
2: I gotta! I got stuff to do on other days that aren't a Saturday. Um, uh, we had, after that opening segment of the, the Women's Stuff and Becky Lynch's return, we had Butch versus Santos Escobar in the SmackDown World Cup. Um, obviously, we got a full replay of Becky's return first, with all the beats of the return. because guess we need that. Um, I thought this match was quite good. Um, I, I quite liked the is a bit more of a showcase. it's not like a, a blow away like oh my god you have to go out of your way to see this match but it's just like a nice little reminder that both of these wrestlers are very good yeah you'd have the occasional spot in there to make you go like oh yeah these wrestlers are very good wrestlers um and uh the finish came in this match when there was a distraction courtesy of the tron who put that on there um where it was the bloodline and uh kevin owens and drew mcintyre were brawling on the tron Uh, And Sheamus and Ridge Holland at ringside then left to go and help uh, Drew and KO. And um, then left, there was Leguero del Fantasma and Butch left. Leguero del Fantasma got involved, attacked um, Butch behind the referee's back. Phantom driver Santos Escobar gets the win.
3: I like
4: this.
2: This was effective.
3: Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I kind of figured that Butch wasn't making it all the way, considering Mm. he's a little occupied otherwise. Indeed. And I think they've just done a really solid job with uh, Santos Escobar so far. Mm-hmm. Like he I agree. He's obviously very talented. We know this. I think this is just really solid booking. Mm-hmm. And him going to the finals against Ricochet, as we will see later.
4: Mm.
3: I think that's going to be a really fun match. Mm. I would put that as like the main event of SmackDown and just let them have like 20 minutes and just go nuts. Because... Mm. Maybe you don't want to have every match of the the tournament be, like, this huge showcase. I mean, I would do it personally, but it's not my show. But you could do that for the final. Mm. Like, just have the final be this really important big thing, and they just pull out all the stops because this is for the Intercontinental Championship, and you want to elevate that championship. So you have the great match lead to a great title match. It's really good. My criticism of all this has nothing to do with the match. And it has nothing to do with Zelina Vega herself on commentary. Because I thought she did a very good job. Michael Cole, when there is a wrestler on commentary with him, is insufferable. <laughs> Doesn't matter like who the wrestler is. He's just, ah, oh, he's so unlikable. Mm. He's, he asks dumb questions, makes dumb comments. I just can't stand it. I believe he described Zelina's outfit as holiday-like. It was fluffy. (laughs) And And red. red. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. Mm. I'm not... Not a fan. Shout out to uh, that Royal Rumble 2016 last man standing match between Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. where Dean Ambrose sends Kevin Owens over the announce table and he puts his face, his hand right in Michael Cole's face and breaks his glasses. <laughs> Kevin Owens is my hero. <laughs>
2: it's so great.
3: Um,
2: my next note after this match concluded was Braun is going to beat Santos Escobar and then Gunther, and I hate it. I was wrong we're both wrong both wrong I've never been so happy to be wrong i know uh we got a recap of bray Wyatt and la night from last week and then bray Wyatt came out full entrance and did a promo saying that people just want to see the monster people just want to see the fiend hey, he said the thing he said the thing no, I said uh, the
3: fiend, but close enough it's a different monster uh
2: but he said he doesn't want to be the monster anymore he's Boo. not he's not that guy anymore he doesn't want to be the monster and he didn't attack la night He then gets interrupted by Uncle Howdy. Classic, like, glitchy nonsense. And that was about it. Uncle Howdy said, like, you did it, I think. Is that what he said? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell, to be honest. Uh... And Where then do you think any of this is going? I don't know. I'm not really on board with the Uncle Howdy stuff. I'll be real. I'm very on board with the Bray Wyatt stuff. I think mm-hmm. a guy wrestling with his emotions and struggling to... He has all this anger inside him, It doesn't want to let it out. That's compelling. I, I'm less on board with the Uncle Howdy stuff because I don't quite get it. And I said this in my editor review, which is going to go up uh, after the podcast. I think it's ready. The video is ready now, but I'll have to get to it after the podcast. Um, <clears throat> is like... I feel like we set up where we're at in the story, like, a week or two after Bray Wyatt came back. Yes. And since then, not much has happened. Like, we've said, Uncle Howdy exists. Cool, we don't know anything about Uncle Howdy other than they exist. And Bray is struggling with his emotions. Yeah. And, like, we set that up a week or two after Bray came back. And then it's just been the same story, beat of Uncle Howdy exists and Bray struggling with his emotions
3: pretty much every week there have been some stuff like the backstage stagehand thing i mm-hmm. thought was well done yep and then last week i was really into the la night interaction that mm-hmm. he had because it was seeing how this character and this internal struggle is dealt with when presented with an external force an yep. external conflict i really like that but again this segment i felt like i'd seen it like four times already yeah that, that's my main issue is it feels like there's a lack of progression a little bit
2: and it's not necessarily that i'm opposed to the style of promos that they're doing or anything it's just that i feel like the story beats that they're hitting we've already seen and you can hit the same story of beats again because that's how you reinforce people's expectations for a certain thing but there needs to be other layers added onto it or mm-hmm. other story beats to go alongside them at the same time and it feels like they're just kind of hitting the same thing and they're spinning this plate without anything actually really progressing
3: Yeah. Um, so I,
2: I'm, I'm very ready for this to hit the next gear whenever it does come
3: we were having a conversation in the office yesterday you weren't here for this uh, because Adam as he has said on parts of unknown subscribe please uh, he is uh, currently producing his how Adam would book the white rabbit Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. this current run of Bray Wyatt and we were all just kind of sitting there like so what is the point of what we've seen so far mm-hmm And we didn't really have an answer beyond what you just said is there's another spooky mask and Bray Wyatt has an internal conflict. Yes. We don't know what this is progressing to. And I was willing to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt at first that we were going to get there. But he did come back like two months ago now. Mm, Yeah. And I do kind of feel like we're at the point where this can kind of speed up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's tough. We came up with some... What I thought was pretty, pretty good ideas. Pretty good ideas, you know, in terms of what they could do. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen any of that progression, any yep. of that development. And they don't have to do our ideas, but I'd like to see some of their ideas. Mm-hmm. And not just this one that's yep. been done a few times. Yes. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. It's just, it, I would like if they picked up the pace a little bit.
2: It's like if you compare it to the Run of Firefly Funhouse segments. Mm hmm that progression it added something different pretty much every single time there was a new puppet or something. there was a new puppet time. there was a new angle on it there was a reveal of the fiend and even on the first one like it was like what the hell is going on and then he gets a chainsaw and chuck- and cuts like the old bray white in half it's like oh i understand where this is going this mm-hmm. guy's unhinged and then you see the layers of sanity kind of like be stripped away week after week this just feels like he's at the same point as when he came back Mm -hmm. and there's been not much progression since um so i'm ready for this to move on um to the next bit whatever it is uh la knight then immediately has a response to this uh and said he was pulled out from under a pile of bray and then the interviewer's like a pile of what he goes a pile of trash i know you see it my way and then it carries on it was good i misheard it originally And I thought he said he was pulled out from under a pile of bread.
3: (laughs) And I was like, what? What the hell did you just say? I'm here. What are you going to do when I'm not here to explain these things to you? I know,
2: yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, uh, And then Knight said that he would beat him up once he's healthy again because he was on a crutch and he had a a sling and everything. Uh, Yeah, sure. Again, I'm ready for the next next chapter of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever it might be. Uh, we then had the Viking Raiders versus Hit Row. Sarah Logan has now been officially renamed to Valhalla.
3: It's a neat name. I don't hate it. Yeah, It's all right. Um it's better um, than Eric.
2: Yes, it's better than Can, Eric.
3: Triple H, please. <laughs> Can we just call them Hanson and Row again? Yeah, yeah. His
2: name is Eric. Like, um, I don't
3: care. I've kind of just gotten used to a lot of their dumb name changes. Mm. This man's name is eric eric his full ring name is eric
2: it's with a k though not a c so it makes it makes it viking i
3: like that spelling with a k. Mm. I think mm. it's cool yeah but it's, it's not going on a marquee his name is eric not that ray roe necessarily would he's that one right yeah 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 because yeah, ivar is, is ivar's handsome yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: but like come on come on, come give, me, on give me a break yeah uh Viking Raiders win fairly quickly. I thought there was some really good selling from Ashante mm-hmm. Adeonas in this match. He looked like he
3: got knocked out.
2: Oh yeah, he did. It was a great spot when he just hit a really strong like forearm to him and then he just whoop, proper like planked and they
3: fell right They looked like they great. absolutely smoked Top Dollar with a knee strike too. And mm. I think that was just good selling. Yes. But it was it was a very snug match. Mm. Everything looked very crisp and hard hitting and absolutely, it was good yeah. stuff. Very good stuff. They won pretty quickly. Nice. Uh,
2: Michael Cole was outraged by Dominic Mysterio. That punk, that spoiled brat, that entitled kid, and his sick witch girlfriend, Rhea Ripley. I wrote that quote down. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um, I quite enjoy indignant Michael Cole. <laughs> I know, it was very enjoyable. Um, and then they played a clip of... They did say girlfriend, Rhea Ripley. That's canon now. Uh, they played a clip of Dominic and Rhea going to dominic's family home for ray and then beat him up on thanksgiving i'm mm-hmm. like i quite like it
3: it's dumb it's real stupid it's I, real
2: stupid but i like it
3: ray mysterio and myself also wear our masks at all times
2: absolutely yeah yeah yeah. What well, i did quite enjoy that when he answered the door you could see ray like adjusting his mask like he just put it on i'm like like a- honey little, company's little here de- little attention to detail he just put it just, just adjusting the mask it was, it was nice and then they beat up ray It's stupid. I love it. It's dumb. Um, (laughs) We then had Ricochet versus Braun Strowman, and I was like, okay, this is an obvious result. Of course Braun's going to win. And he's facing a flipper flopper, which, can't be having that. Also, on the tail of the tape, they put Braun's shoe size, and I I saw shoe size 16 with with four E's next to it, and I just started laughing because it looked like a typo. It looked like someone had just mashed the E key a few times, and they no, like l- like they tested the space in the graphic to see how much room they had, <laughs> and then forgot to remove the E's afterwards. So just shoe size sixteen E E E E E. Um, <clears throat> you seen that? You seen that meme before. <laughs> It uh-huh. was <laughs> my favorite. For... Braun also revealed that he was a member of Team Magma on his entrance, Very good. Uh, which is great. The little AI thing. It's Team Magma logo. Don't tell me it isn't,
3: because it is. Uh, and then... They remixed his song. I don't know if that's new for this week, but... I didn't know this. Yeah, it's a different song. You <laughs> still got the, like, the...
2: But it's not like...
3: It's not that song anymore. It's different. <laughs>
2: I was too distracted by the shoe size. Um, so this match was uh, fine. Ricochet got some really nice hope spots in at the start, yeah. kind of taking Braun off uh, like off guard to start with. Like nice pace of the offense. Braun then of course comes back, and I was like, here we go. Here's Braun coming back, gonna do his thing. Braun's gonna win. Then Imperium came out, and then they distracted Braun Strowman, and I was like, huh, that's weird. Is Braun just gonna win even without a distraction. That's strange. And then Ricochet just rolled up Braun and won, and I was like, huh. Ha ha. Okay. Well, I didn't see that one coming, I guess.
3: Stupid head. <laughs> Big dumb idiot. <laughs> this made me so happy. <laughs> this is total speculation. I've seen a lot of like back and forth theories on 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 the Twitter machine about whether or not this result was like a punishment, like a shut your stupid mouth on Twitter. Losing punishment. to a flippy flopper. Yeah, yeah, just like, listen, shut up. Yeah. You're going to lose this match now. Humble yourself and mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. I've seen people go like, no, this, this was the plan all along and everything. And I've seen other people be like, eh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, if this was a, a lesson. Because they've done that before. Yeah. Baron Corbin lost his money in the bank thing. Sure did. You know, as a lesson. Either way, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> a big dumb stupid head lost. <laughs> i try not to i love your
2: vitriol for braun Strowman. it's great
3: it bothers me because he i think he is like the most talented giant that they've come across in like a long time probably since big show yeah like original big show like the giant big show it was like up there yeah i can't think of any others that are like you know yeah as talented as as he is Mm. at this current moment and it would be Much easier to be like, oh, who can we book Braun Strowman against? But I don't care. Because he's a big dumb stupid head. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) This is
2: great. Uh, So obviously Braun is still gonna beat Gunther for the Intercontinental title. That's what they're building to. That's why they did the angle. They cost Braun the match. Braun's gonna beat
3: Gunther for the title. Enough for this! I'll quit. He just hop off Saturday. No, he's not. That's special. But it's, he is, though. No. He's going to beat him. No. Not allowed. Oh, man. That's. Listen, at the very least, they'll do that match and it'll have that same sort of feeling that I had when I watched CM Punk and John Cena. Like, you mm-hmm. better not beat this man. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that feeling that you only get when you see something that you think the company's going to do and you're just like, you better not. You better not book that. Mm -hmm. That level of dread. Mm -hmm. It's been missing from the product. That's good. Yeah. You better not. (laughs) And then he's going to win. And
2: then we had my favorite thing on the show. I loved this backstage segment so much. Shockingly, it starts with Sami Zayn. I know it's crazy. We've never complimented Sami Zayn before on this show. Sami Zayn walks up and he approaches the Bloodline locker room. But before he can enter, Kevin Owens comes up to him and starts talking to him. And while they're having this conversation, the door is ever so slightly ajar to the Bloodline locker room and you can see Jey Uso is standing there, listening to this conversation. This was Brilliant framing of this shot where you can see Jey Uso in the crack of the door and you can see Sammy and Kevin on the other side having a conversation.
3: How Great often stars. do you hear us complimenting WWE's camera work? I know! And you can see, again, what a difference it makes when it's done so well. Absolutely. Continue. Yeah. Kevin Owens tries to warn Sami Zayn and he's
2: like, look, what happens the instant that you piss off Roman Reigns? You've seen what he does to his own family. What do you think he's going to do to you? Do not piss off Roman Reigns. And you will piss him off at some point. What's going to happen when you do? And you know what? If I were you, I wouldn't wait for them to turn on me. I'd strike first. And Kevin walks off. Sami Zayn looks conflicted like, damn, he's got a point. (sighs) I don't really know what to do turns around, goes to walk in the locker room, Jey Uso walks out, pretending that he hasn't heard the whole thing, the conversation between Sammy and Kevin Owens. And he says, hey, where have you been? And he's like, well, I, I just got here. He's like, well, we could have used you earlier, referring to the brawl that they had with uh, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, and Broaden Brutes. And he's saying, well, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I only just got here. I'm sorry I wasn't around. And he says, hey, let me ask you something. Have you spoken to anyone since you've come here? And Sammy Zayn lies to his face and says, no, I just got here. I haven't spoken to anyone. You haven't spoken to anyone. No, I just got here. And Jay just loosens up and goes, all right, man, cool, no worries. Come on in. Kind of invites him to the locker room. Sammy's like, cool, yeah, yeah I'm just going to go hang out with everyone. And Jay like shuts the door and turns around and you see his face like crinkle up in anger. Scowl. And he just seethes on the spot because he knows he's lying to him. Oh, I loved it! I love this so much! I can't wait because now, we'd speculated, and we'd spoken about how we thought that something was going to happen in the War Games match, and we said, if there's going to be a time where, like, the Sami Zayn storyline and Kevin Owens stuff is going to culminate, is going to, like, kickstart, it's going to be in the War Games match. The
3: bloodline explodes! Bloodline
2: explodes, or Sami Zayn gets kicked out, or whatever is going to happen is going to happen at War Games. For me now, this confirms to me that something big is going to happen in War Games. This isn't going to be the plate is still spinning after War Games. It's not going to be another tease of things to come. It is going to be something happens in War Games. Sami Zayn gets kicked out, or Kevin Owens sacrifices himself for Sami Zayn, or something's going to happen that I cannot wait for this because Jey Uso is not going to take this. He's not going to take that Sami Zayn is lying to me. He's going to try and tell Roman that Sami Zayn was lying and Roman's probably going to shoot him down and be like, oh, no, man, you must have misheard or whatever. Maybe stand up for Sami Zayn or maybe he'll take Jey Uso's word for it and maybe he'll conspire to actually kick Sami Zayn out and Kevin Owens would have been right. I don't know, but I'm so excited for it. This made me so much more excited for the men's war games match and I was already pumped for it. This was a perfect segment.
3: Yeah. Honestly, like we could legit spend the rest of the podcast just talking about different theories, like different scenarios of how this could all play out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally sitting here just being like, what if someone's setting up to hit Kevin Owens with a move, but Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn, like, kind of steps in front of them, makes them hesitate or whatever. Yeah. And Roman Reigns looks at him and he starts talking to him. But Jey Uso, having seen all this happen, just super kicked Sami Zayn. Yeah. But then you get the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso thing. It's like, well, I didn't tell you to do that. You yeah. took that on yourself to do that. Yeah. I didn't tell you to... Ugh. It's real good. It's real good. Yeah. I love so many different aspects of this backstage deal. Mm-hmm. I love that Jey Uso puts it on Sami Zayn, gives mm. him an opportunity to come clean. Yeah. Because, again... We we then saw this in, like, the, the main event and, and everything with the commentary going back and forth about, you know, motivations and such. Yeah. But, like, you could totally make the argument if you're Sami Zayn that, like, hey, man, you've got a big main event match. I didn't want to cloud your head with any of this nonsense and, like, this just happened. I just – I don't want to talk about it right now. So, yeah, like, I lied. But, like, I did it for the greater good or whatever. But at the same time, like – He's giving him the opportunity to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and tell the truth. Yep. And he doesn't do it. That then on some level makes it Sammy Zayn's fault. Absolutely. And what I love about it is he lied specifically
2: about a conversation where Kevin Owens just told him to turn on the bloodline. Mm -hmm. And he lied about having that conversation, which is only going to make Jay think Sammy's turning on the bloodline. Yep. He's going to take preparations to make sure that Sammy doesn't do that and doesn't harm the
4: bloodline.
3: Yeah, because like th- that aspect of it, like going out and giving giving Sammy Zayn the opportunity to come clean mm-hmm. is so much more intriguing than if he had just like waited for Kevin Owens to walk away, come outside and be like, so what was all that about? Mm. And confront him about it? Yeah. To play dumb when we know that he's heard is so much more intriguing character perfect. work. Perfect, Perfectly
2: done. Ooh, it's good. I I'm so excited for this match. I think genuinely this is the most excited I've been for a, like a single match on a pay-per-view card. Oh, in quite some time. Quite some time. I I'm so pumped for it. Because this is like exactly what i want out of my pro wrestling mm-hmm. and building to this big pay-per-view match 10 people involved big stipulation loads of different layers and characters and stuff this is perfect this is exactly what i want oh, i can't wait i can't wait for later
3: very excited and it we- it's today and we're doing live reactions for it yeah and this is one oh. of those deals where it's like i was watching smackdown and being like oh god i can't wait for survivor series yep. oh my god survivor series today it's today
4: oh so
2: excited! Um, we got a replay. of Becky Lynch again. Uh, Becky then did a promo, just saying, "I'm back and I'm gonna win." And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, i the man. I'm the comes man. Around. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler beat up Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi backstage. They beat up Raquel's arm and they injure Raquel's arm specifically. Breaks it, according to Shotzi. <laughs> Broke her arm, supposedly. And I thought this is some good booking because it was supposed to be a tag team match of Ronda and Shayna versus Raquel and Shotzi. And the match starts and it's a two-on-one handicap match because like, the heels came out and they were uh, bragging and being like, ah, I guess there's no match now. Whoops, sorry, we injured the people. Yuck, 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 heel, 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 heel. It's, prim- <laughs> oh, it's not good. It's not a good promo. I'm just going just gonna to say that. I can't
3: gloss over that. Yeah, that's like- fair. I get that you need reps to get better at something. Mm. Stop putting a microphone in Ronda Rousey's hand. Yeah. Please. I'm begging you. Yeah.
2: Continue.
4: Uh,
2: so the match starts. Shotzi then comes out to confront the Hills. And we're like, no, I'm going to fight anyway. And I'm like, okay, that's good baby Facebooking. I like it. Becomes a 2-on-1 handicap match, that's some good babyface booking. And you know what? If Shotzi puts up a better fight than anyone expected of her, and then she ultimately succumbs to the heels, that's some good babyface booking. I can get behind that. That's nice and simple and good. Problem is, Raquel comes out halfway through the match with an injured arm, and I was like, oh, this isn't about Shotzi. This is a spotlight for Raquel Rodriguez. And then Raquel gets the hot tag and tries to do a hot tag with one arm and then she has to tap because her arm is injured and Rhonda puts her in the armbar. And I was like, well, it's not actually about Shotzi anymore, so never mind.
3: It's like it's a weird deal where I guess this was a way for Shotzi to vow revenge for her friend and sure. everything. But yeah. I don't know. This whole program hasn't really worked for me. No. And this is again an issue that I have when I watch. In particular, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, because I love them as a tag team. Mm. Them two, I want to be the tag team champions. Should be tag team champions. They would—they're the most tag team, tag team of, of mm-hmm. those in the women's division at the moment. I cannot take for a moment seriously Shotzi beating up two UFC fighters at the same time, and that's just like a pro wrestling thing. And yeah. I, I my brain can't get past that and I know that I need to but I really struggle mm-hmm. you know
4: yeah God
3: yeah it's just it it is it is a thing' it's, it's sort of a nitpick for me but I, I get it, like that's your baby face mm-hmm. and you gotta kind of give them something yeah but that's also why you built her up over time, so that a bigger star maybe could. Like, if Becky Lynch went and fought Shayna and, and Ronda, I could believe that she'd hold her own for a few minutes. Not mm-hmm. because she's more, you know, trained in a legitimate fighting sport or whatnot, but just because she's a more believable star. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. hey-ho. Uh,
2: Yeah, so of course, Raquel Rodriguez was the focus of this, which I don't think is smart, considering she's not the one fighting at Survivor Series, but... That's just me. I would have given the spotlight to Shotzi. It's probably like the Rumble match.
3: Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's Raquel versus Ronda at WrestleMania. No, I don't Um, want it. Yeah, I know. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way they go. Uh, Raquel's arm supposedly backstage, according to Shotzi, is broken and now her elbow is dislocated also. I wouldn't be surprised if she's back next week. I was um, just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a
4: yeah,
3: yeah. dislocated elbow and a broken arm. She should be gone for like seven months. <laughs> maybe not that long. Like four maybe months, not that long. Like, uh,
2: at least a, a while. At least a couple, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then had the main event, which was for the men's war games advantage. And this mm-hmm. was the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Now this, on paper is bad because your tag team champion's lost. Yeah, there's that. It's not a great thing. And on paper, this is bad because the babyface has got the advantage in this one. hmm Babyface advantage in a War games match? Generally, not a good thing. I would say uh, almost assuredly. Mm. However... However, there's a saving grace here. There's a way out of this one. Have Sami Zayn enter first for the bloodline.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That is... That paints him as the babyface which is kind of what you want with everything happening with the bloodline stuff. You want Sami Zayn to be portrayed as the baby face on the heel team. That's that's Sammy Zane. That's what they've been building to for ages. If he's the baby face and has the numbers disadvantage, that's a thumbs up from me. I think that saves, excuse me, that saves it.
3: Yeah. So this was like the first thing that I saw when I opened Twitter this morning. I just popped open my phone and I saw the result of this match and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like Triple H has wanted to do war games at Survivor Series for like a decade. Yeah. This is like his thing that he's wanted to do. And I cannot fathom that Triple H doesn't know how war games works. That I can't wrap my head around that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't click. Doesn't compute. So that being said, I then started to think about this a little bit more because my initial thought was like, you gotta be kidding me. They've, they've messed up my enjoyment of this match before it's even started with this babyface backwards booking that they're doing. Great alliteration there. Because yeah, like 99 times out of 100, if you give the babyfaces the War Games advantage, the match will suffer greatly for it because the psychology of the match at that point is just backwards. The heels are at a disadvantage, that's bad. You shouldn't have the babyfaces fighting an unfair fight and then the heels having to even the odds and fight valiantly against the odds in order to, to, you know. But, the biggest babyface in this match is on the heel team. And I think, we were discussing this in the office, that they're almost certainly has to be a backstage segment during the show tonight at Survivor Series where Roman Reigns and the whole bloodline and Paul Heyman are all in a room and they tell Sami Zayn that he has to start the match.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, there there is a long chunk of the match where they're going back and forth. There's five people on each team, so that's a lot of entrance mm-hmm. before we can just get to the rest of this, the act, the match beyond and all that. So I don't know if it's going to work perfectly. I still would not have done this. I would have flipped the booking and just had it be easier from the jump. You can have both heel teams have the advantage. It happened at 2019 and it worked because that's the way you do war games. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with a little bit more thought putting put into this – I think that this still can work because the love for Sami Zayn is so strong.
2: Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if they do uh, m- maybe even multiple backstage segments, but yeah. at least one on Survivor Series. And this is coming off of the back of not only the backstage segment where Jay overheard Sami's conversation, mm-hmm. but also the finish to this match. Because the finish was everyone got taken out except Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on the outside. Sami Zayn tried to cheat to help Jay Uso grabbed the tag belt and tried to give it to Jay so that he could use it behind the referee's back. Kevin Owens stood in the way and was like, I'm not going to let you do this. Kind of took the, the tag belt off and was like, come on, man, you don't have to do this. Sami Zayn grabbed the ta- tag belt back and pushed Kevin Owens out of the way. Chucked the title belt into the ring, right? The referee then spotted Sami Zayn and ejected... Sammy from ring Well, Kevin side. pushes him into Kevin pushes the ring. pushes him into the ring, exactly. Yeah. To get the referee's attention. So then the referee ejects Sami Zayn, courtesy of Kevin Owens. While the referee's distracted with ejecting Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens then stuns jay Uso into a bro kick from Sheamus, and the faces win. So you could make the argument that the Usos lost because of Sami Zayn. Mm hmm. And Jey Uso. That's the kind of thing Jey Uso would say. And that's the kind of thing that Jey Uso would almost certainly tell Roman Reigns, right? Mm-hmm. If he has the one-two punch of saying, Sammy cost me the match, cost us the advantage on SmackDown, and he's had this conversation with Kevin Owens that I need to tell you about. Roman Reigns telling Sami Zayn to make up for you losing the advantage on
3: SmackDown, you have to enter first. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think, I, again, this whole podcast could be just us theorizing about what's going to happen at War Games. And I'm sad it's not. I'm sad it's not, too. Because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, again, that's a great idea. You do a series of backstage bits throughout the show. First one, maybe you've got like, maybe Sami Zayn goes and talks to Roman first. Mm-hmm. They're, they're buddy-buddy kind of, you know, Roman Reigns is, is humoring this, this man. Yeah. Jey Uso, at some point needs to talk to Roman Reigns one-on-one. Yeah. Fills him in on what happened between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah. They then have another one where then they, they discuss who's going to start the match. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a galaxy brain booking decision, possibly. But what if you did something like Sami Zayn goes out there, the next entrant from the bloodline comes in, but they don't enter the cage? Oh, that's good. That's Fun! And they make him wait.
2: That's fun. Here's a question. This is a rules question for war games, which I should definitely know. Can someone be pinned before every entrant is entered? No. I don't really like that, then. If they just have them get beaten up
3: quite mm-hmm. a lot. That's fun! And then, at that point... Like, that's the punishment. Mm. And then you see where the allegiance really lies. Like, mm. okay, after that's happened, after that's been tested, after Sami Zayn has been put through that, is he still loyal on that night? Oh, and then, here we go, building off this, so you have some of the,
2: the, the babyface guys come in, like a, a Drew McIntyre, a Sheamus, whatever. They just beat up Sami Zayn mm. basically the whole time before Kevin Owens comes in. He's like, guys, stop beating up Sami oh. Zayn! Oh...
3: I want Kevin Owens to be the last one in.
2: Yes, but. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited for this match. And again,
3: they could do something completely different yeah, from anything that we're talking okay about. It. And it'll still be really good. Ah. It was a very exciting match. I
4: love
2: it. I think literally my only criticism of this is I reckon this could have been better as the Jey Uso singles match, mm. just so your tag team champions can get pinned in a tag match. That is literally it. That is my only criticism.
3: I was also thinking about this sort of thing, like, coming out of it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't pin the tag team champions in just a straight tag match and whatever. Mm. But there were there was a lot of tomfoolery. There's a lot and, of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of shenanigans. Them, if they wanted to, like, in the middle of December, do Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Usos for the tag titles, I was like, that's a fun tag match. That is I'm, fun. I'm down for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Options. Well, let's see.
2: Uh, Let's get into Rampage. Uh, This was a four out of five show for me, by the way. Yeah. This was great. I really enjoyed a lot of stuff on this show. Made me more excited for Survivor Series tonight. Couple of, like, missteps or whatever or things I didn't quite agree with. But overall, I was like, Mm -hmm. great show. I'm I'm so pumped for the show tonight. I think it's going to be
3: great. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's talk about Rampage. Rampage this should the, be quick for the last time. I say that this, there was
3: some stuff on this show. There was
2: some good stuff on the show. Started off with FTR versus Top Flight, and it was fun.
3: I love these two teams.
2: I really like the dynamic of this match. Mm-hmm. In that Top Flight, uh, obviously the you know the the underdogs are less experienced wrestlers, etc. Uh, and I really like that they kind of were like surprising FTR here. Like in the mm. early goings of the match, they were holding their own, like the exchanges and things like that. And they were coming on top and FTR were like, huh. All right, let's settle it down. Okay, hold on. Let's let's slow this pace down a second. And then when the when the pace did slow down, FTR went on top. And as soon as the pace started to quicken, top flight, they're in their element. Let's go. They go back on top again. It was mm. like, it was perfectly done. Um, I thought it was a really fun match. Really, really good. And I thought that, Despite Top Flight getting in a lot of offense on this match, FTR did not look weak in any sense of the word. Mm. Came out looking strong. They hit a big rig to the, uh, for, for the win. But Top Flight looked great coming out of it and felt elevated coming out of it.
3: Yeah, I thought so. Like this, this was an interesting case for me because it was another one of those what I like to call totem pole matches where you mm. just get to see where people are in the hierarchy. And because the biggest near falls that Top Flight had here... We're not like, oh, they hit a big finishing sequence and then one, two, oh, big kick out. No, it was like roll-ups mm. and things like that. Catch so them just off like, guard. Catch them off guard. We can sneak a victory out. Yes. And it just to me says like, yeah, they're, they're still close. They're getting the near falls. They could have snuck one out, but it's not like we really had them beat, you know, that same sort of feeling. Mm. Th- this was more of a nitpick that I had, and this is going to be in my edited review, but I think, I get they're all baby faces and such, but I would think with the no flips, just fists thing that FTR would maybe be a little bit meaner, you know? Just maybe, 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 maybe they're not so much on the no flips, just fists thing as, like as they were before. Yeah. But I looked at this matchup and I was just like, Where's well, a Styles clash? You'd mm. think that the Revival and FTR and what we've come to know of them as a heel tag team, they would be very much against Top Flight. Mm. Top Flight would be like the young babyface team that rises up and then has to, you know, beat them and show that their style is superior, that kind of story. That's not a story necessarily for this match, but it was just a mental note that I had for it. I think that could
2: totally work down the line. Yeah. If this was a big like pay-per-view match, I think you could tell yeah. that story a bit more.
3: I also note that in my uh, edit mm. review, where I was like, this should be a pay-per-view match, yep. like a big time pay-per-view match the same way that you get things like the same way that for a long time I thought the acclaimed were like the AEW homegrown heel tag team. Mm. They've eventually become much more over as a babyface tag team. Yeah. I felt like Top Flight, if they hadn't had the worst luck possible the last two years, Mm. they were like the babyface tag team that's rising through the ranks and everything, that is kind of homegrown, like starting on AEW Dark. Not starting, because they were obviously on the indies and stuff. But like not coming in as this big act or whatever. You get to see their development. Mm -hmm. I think that them paired with FTR is a very fun pay-per-view match in the making
4: yeah
2: and i i really like as well in this match it was like it's respectful and ftr's like yeah like you're, you're you're rookies that's fine we can we can teach you a lesson in the ring that's all good don't worry about it i would really like if they did do like some sort of pay-per-view match down the line or whatever that the dynamic shifts in ftr are like not go away now no mm-hmm. we told you you're not better than us stop it and that's when they can become a bit like meaner and just mm-hmm. be like no your style is bad we've told you this our style is better um Yeah, I think that dynamic that you're talking about I think can totally totally still work down the line. Um, Had a nice video promo for Powerhouse Hobbs. It was good. Big fan. Uh, Chris Jericho came out um, and got a promo saying that who's going to dethrone him for the title. Claudio Castagnoli comes out. And they put some nice stakes on their match for Final Battle, which I think a lot of people was the match that people were anticipating, but they put the stakes on it that if Claudio loses, he has to join JAS. And I don't and know I, if he's gonna win or not. I, I'm quite into those stakes, honestly, because mm-hmm. we don't know what's happening with Blackpool Combat Club right now. It seems to be kind of kinda of going their separate ways, a lot of dissension and obviously Mm -hmm. regals turned and then there was a thing with moxie and danielson there's a lot of like infighting in combat club right now so it might be time for claudio to do something else and it could be joining jas i'm not against it some good stakes on the match i don't know where it's gonna go
3: i thought so i think it's gonna be a really fun match i would not Mm. be surprised if this was like a real blow away performance because their match at grand slam was really good and it Mm. was like the opener yeah so the main event of a big roh pay-per-view i think could have Really really good results. Yeah, and side note Stop with the what chance dickheads He's right, you know all those people that are totally watching our podcast listen This is not gonna be that long of a tangent But please can we let this chant die. hmm This please. is not I would not say do this in any promotion. But I'm not going to look at the the WWE fan base that have just been so ingrained into this is what you do when someone's cutting a promo. You're going to do this chat. Chat? This chant. I looked at the screen and I was like... Chat. Chat. AEW is not the promotion where you troll the baby faces, So knock it off. Yeah. Not you though. Our chat is filled with lovely individuals that would never do the what chant at an AEW show. Yeah, don't do it. Thanks. Looking forward to this match, though. Mm, should be good. Yeah.
2: Tony Storm had a good really effective backstage promo, I thought.
3: I love Tony Storm. She's
2: really good. And they were saying, like, you know, she she basically said, like, Jamie Hayo beat me, but she did need Rebel and, and Brit's help, and if she's okay with that, then sure, whatever, but I hope that she wouldn't be okay with that, you mm-hmm. know? Um. And she said, you know, what, what what's next for Tony Storm? And she's like, well, I, I broke my face losing that title, and I'll break it again getting it back.
3: Effective. Very effective. I'm going to be very much like... This, again... The chat's now wotting you. Not very nice, chat. <laughs> I just spoke <laughs> up for you all. <laughs> Their match at Full Gear, to me, is the sort of match that builds an aura mm. when you build to it happening again later down the line. Absolutely. Yep. I'm re- I'd be really looking forward to seeing it again. So many wots in the chat. What?
2: But- Ah, <laughs> uh, we had Darby
3: Allen versus Anthony Henry. Yay! This was fun. I liked this match probably more than just about anybody in the crowd, it seems. Yeah, saved. I really liked it. Anthony Henry was
2: really good, I he thought. He is good. And Darby Allin was also very good. And Darby Allen got the win.
3: <laughs> Enjoyable yeah. match. This show, and really it was just this match in the opener, but it felt like a few matches that if booked on a different card would be like 10 times better mm. you know like the opening match and that's that's fair it's on rampage i'm not expecting them to go absolutely nuts with every match but it was like i bet if darby allen and anthony henry were on like warrior wrestling or something it would just be like pfft, mm. crazy same that way it's like me. the opener was on like a pay-per-view would be much better yeah. You know, just one of those deals. I really like Anthony Henry. I think he's really good. He's the kind of guy that I would love to see Brian Danielson have just like a quick TV match. Like if they had a 10-minute match or something, it would be like, you know, incredible. Because mm-hmm. Anthony Henry's really good. Him and JD Drake are a really good tag team. I've seen them live and they're, they're very good. This was fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, we then had Athena cutting the, uh, the heel promos, being like, hey, Mercedes Martinez, when are you going to put your title on the line? Probably final battle, i expect.
3: Yeah. I had two thoughts about this. Mm. One, I greatly prefer this Athena heel role to what she was doing before. Yes. I don't remember her ever really talking that much before. Not in a memorable sense, anyway. No. This was very good to me. Very good energy. Really mm-hmm. like her. Yep. I want to see her on TV more, obviously. Second, they were like, she's she was suspended and everything. You can't really do a suspension angle and not have her miss a week of TV. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like the last time we saw her was on this show the last week. Yeah, so it's like so she's I, been suspended. Yeah, for a week. I, I I get it. It was just kind of a weird thing. It was yeah. I don't know. It's a yeah. nitpicky type thing, but it was just like that one thing it's I would have changed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Should Hikaru be a good match though. Yeah. Uh, Shida
2: uh very quickly won against Queen uh Amenita. Is that, is that how you say
3: it? I think it's Aminata, isn't it? Aminata?
2: I wrote it down wrong. Uh, Shida kind of had like a stay down at the start of the match between uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny, kind of came out to ringside. Uh, Shida won quite quickly, but it seems like there's going to be a feud of Shida and Penelope Ford slash the Bunny
3: mm-hmm. going forward. That's your Rampage women's feud for the next sure. little while, I would guess. Sure. You know, the Anna Jay and Ty Conti against Penelope mm-hmm. Ford and the Bunny feud mm-hmm. that went on for like a million years. Had a great match at they the end of They ended with a great match, and honestly, that is what yeah. I remember most about it. So if this ends with a great match... That's
2: a success, I suppose.
3: More power to them. Uh Before we got to the main event, we got the announcement that's going to be
2: Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood on Dynamite. What?
3: Hell yeah. I'm into that. Yes, please. I don't want to just give away all the lines that I throw into my edited review. Yeah. But that match makes Daddy Tempest nipples hard. Oh. Oh, that is like two of my favorite wrestlers right now. I'm oh, uh, very excited I think it's <clears throat> the same week. I'm pretty sure like next week, Dax Harwood is wrestling both Brian Danielson and Speedball Mike Bailey. That's wild. And that is that is a week. Yeah. What a 2022 Dax Harwood has had.
2: Yep. Hot dog. Um then we had the main event, which was a trios match of Dark Order versus Roost, Butcher and Blade. Except Number 10 wasn't there. Where is he? He's elsewhere. So we just had Silver and Reynolds going at it by themselves. They kind of got overwhelmed, numbers game, etc. Before, negative one comes out, and the and Evil Uno are there, and they get number 10 out, and he rushes into the ring, and then he turns on John Silver. Now Number 10 is a heel now, and uh, Rush hits the Bullthorns gets the win. And then number 10... Uh, He kind of rips Evil Uno's mask off as well, which is a really effective spot. And then he takes his own mask off and he throws it at the feet of Negative One, which is really cool because Negative One was like Ten's my favorite wrestler and stuff like that, and from that
3: whole storyline, it was really cool. I really like this. It was nice. I think this has been very well done. Like on this night, this was Mm. all done very well. Yes, because we were talking on the Blackpool content, or yeah, Blackpool Content Club. There you go. You got the name of my own show. Yeah. We were talking about how there were a lot of plates spinning in AEW and it felt like we were kind of on a treadmill with a lot of them. This, to me, was maybe the biggest example of that, where Mm it's like, okay, let's get to the point of all this. And I get things got derailed for them several times over. If I had to guess, I would have said that this whole LFI Dark Order thing was building to Andrade versus Hangman at Full Gear. I think that would have been the, the big match to center all this around. And then we couldn't get that for a number of reasons. And so we also didn't get the Andrade 10 match for the mask and all that sort of thing that we would have gotten like a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So now we've had to delay all of these things, but now we finally get the next step. Like we get the big moment, the big turning point in all of this. And now all of a sudden, I genuinely have another thing to look forward to on this show because I'm interested I think Preston Vance is good. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a good look. He's torn off the mask. He's got a new direction. I can see another guy who is now like, that's someone for like a Wardlow to face or a Samoa Joe or a Brian Cage, that big Haas match type thing. I think he has a lot of potential to actually do something here. And it's something now that we don't have to kind of waste our time waiting for. Now we just get to see it. That's really cool to me. And they have done a fantastic job selling this on social media. Like mm. Amanda Huber in particular has like gone out of her way to talk about how disgraceful this is. How like Ty Conti and Anna Jay were able to move on to other things. But they still were respectful of the family and everything. But this guy is a piece of crap for doing that tremendous stuff mm. a tremendous piece of business business this all was yeah I'm. Um, i'm really excited for it do i think 10 is
2: going to be the next aw world champion no but do i think this is a very fun segment
3: and it's a fun storyline that you should tune in to see yes i'm excited for it it's a bigger storyline development that we've seen on most episodes of rampage of late absolutely yes uh i thought this was a solid show good wrestling three four
2: yeah was major moment on it. I'll give it a four.
3: Why not? Yeah, Go crazy. That's about right. Yeah, three or four. It was missing that like must see match mm. for me to really consider this like a must see show. For sure. Well, there are some some things that if you miss, you'll be a little bit lost. Yeah. On the next episode of Dynamite. So. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, for the last time together, Tempest, mm-hmm. should we get into the remaining Ultra chats? I believe we shall. Let's do this. Uh, the Usi chats. The Oosie chats, yes. Uh, Brian Moore said, I hope you guys know, WWE putting off the Gunther vs. Strowman match till after the World Cup stuff makes it more possible that Gunther's dropping the title to either the World Cup winner because of Braun or losing the title to
3: Braun. No! No! Stop it! I need this man to be champion at WrestleMania. I want that. I need it. I yeah. Don't I, take this from me. I love it
2: for that to happen. I just don't think it is.
3: Listen, nothing that Braun Strowman could do with this title will be better than what Walter's doing. A hundred percent. I I agree. I need. I just need them. Yeah. Yep. To to know that. Yeah. And I am crossing my fingers that they do. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out, won't we?
2: Uh, Donator 800 said, Hey guys, can't overstate how excited I am for the men's War Games match, as well as the Survivor Series pay-per-view as a whole. Probably the most hype and interest I've had for a match since Drew versus Roman at
3: Clash at the Castle. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's funny, because I think the same thing, but probably since like Walter and Sheamus from Clash at the Castle. Yeah, that was going to be my thing. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, very very excited. Uh, Mr. Pure Sarcasm said I was
2: at the Chicago show. There was one section of the uh, there was one section of the crowd that was frustrating and had a lot of those dumb chants. Also, by the time Rampage started, we were all exhausted. People were walking out of the post show Jungle Boy thing. Still a great show. I Didn't even see
3: any of that. No, I me didn't neither. know a Jungle Boy thing there was. Nope. Yeah, again, this is why this is, it's tricky. Do more of those dark tapings at Universal Studios mm-hmm. and like. You know, just have this be like a three hour dynamite rampage deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be some middle ground they can come to yeah. to not have the crowd exhausted. Yep. Uh
2: Charles Berg said, I'm ready for some war games tonight. War games. But my comment isn't about wrestling, it's about soccer. Well since England could uh, since England couldn't beat the team from the country that doesn't care about football. football! In accordance with the law, you must call it soccer now. Do yeah. it. No.
3: He's I'm ra- good. He's right. I'm fine. Doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it when you shout it like that, does it? Sogger! No. No. It's oh, well. it better it much better. A real boring game last night, gotta be honest. I was in a big crowd of Englishman, and it was not not exciting.
2: Liam Leonard's been a member for fifteen months in a row. Uh everything is better when you add Irish. Alright. Lovely to see her back. Hope you enjoy the premium live event and good luck with the Salandit Tempo.
3: It's gonna take a while. Yeah. Twelve K eggs. I'm fun, trying. Fun. Mary of
2: Painesville Dan said, Hello, you wonderful too. Hope you're well. I've been watching WrestleTalk since before Pete was born. That's incorrect. And honestly, just this morning, uh, I thought uh, the, the the boys deserved to leave earlier on a Saturday. And here we are. Thumbs up from me. Smackdown was fun.
3: Oh, we're not leaving tonight. We're
2: not leaving this studio for a Today while, Dan. It's a long day.
3: Because uh-huh. after
2: this, we've got Survivor Series Live Reactions tonight.
3: So we're still going to be here. I'm running on three hours sleep.
2: Oh, it's going to be fun! And
3: two Red Bulls.
2: And we're going to be going to the pub. Yep. And I'm sure you're going to be awake later. Well, I'd hope so. You'll be doing this show solo, and I'll just be sat here. You might conked you don't know uh mary penceville dan again said second chat here to ask the big question one final time how's pokemon going i'm playing uh while well, watching and just got my final arena badge i'm like at the start
3: of the game so it's fun but i've just not played a lot i am taking my time i am mm. thoroughly exploring everything i want to catch all the pokemans mm-hmm. and- and whatnot, I'm like finding out little tidbits because again, I'm avoiding spoilers and just being mm-hmm. like, you mean that Pokemon evolves? I'm like, God, like, what do I got to do? Mm-hmm. And then I find out, and I'm like, that's what I got to do. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I guess I'll do just, it. What was what's wrong with just
2: having them level up? Yeah, why you got to make it so complicated, Pokemons? So
4: Not complicated. complicated.
2: <laughs> um, that's gonna do it for the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Subscribe. We'll be back later on today for Survivor Series Live Reactions. War Games! War Games! I'm so excited for the show. It's gonna be great. Hopefully. Please don't let us down, WWE. And this is also the end of me and Tempest on a Saturday. It's been a hell of a ride, man. It's wild. It's kinda weird. Not gonna yeah. lie. This whole thing of ending it. I don't like the finality. I'll be real. Um, but it's been great. and It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Tempest. Uh, And please do show Tempest and Sat love on future weeks. They're doing a great job. And make sure that you don't miss me too much, because I'm still obviously going to be around. Uh, One thing that I will be doing is I'm most likely going to be joining the Raw podcast on a Tuesday. So if you still want some podcasts with me on it, I'll be on the Raw show. So sorry. The worst show. (laughs) I'll be on that one. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And... Thank you for the whole time. I've been on Saturdays. I've been on him since like 2019. Wow. Since Smackdown went to Fox. I've done the whole run. I started off with Kofi Kingston losing his belt. Ha ha. Uh, and now I'm here. Um, so thank you guys. Really do appreciate it, but stay tuned for loads more content. I've been Chopper for Quinnell. I've been joined by Tempest. L.I.W. For life. Season me, Tempest. This is me, Pete. Ah! <laughs>